1: Welcome folks, I'm Jamie Migdal, and I'm your host on Pets Mean Business on Pet Life Radio Network. And I am so happy to be here with you guys today. As you know, I took a couple of months off and had my first podcast back. I think it was about a week ago, and here we are now with another very exciting show and a great friend of mine that I will be talking about momentarily, but in the meantime, let's just talk about the show. What this is, why we do it, how we do it, when we do it. All of those things, all the ifs and whens and what's your why and all these things. So there's this thing like in startup business where people talk about when you're growing a business or you're doing something out of passion, which is what's your why? Like find your why. It's a little bit cheesy and I think it's overused and overstated and overdone. But it does, when you think about why you do things, it does give you a second to sit back when you're really being intentional about answering that question. And as I was looking through my podcast typical kind of written introduction, which I really like because I wrote it and I use it all the time. I was starting to think about, well, let me just, let me think about like why we're even doing this show, like why we spend time, resources, why we, you know, drag people on the show. Why our producer believes in us so much? Like, why do we and why do we have 40,000 downloads a month? Like, what is really going on with this show? And why do we do this? And it's just because of one reason, because my entire professional mission is my company's mission, the show's mission is to help inspire people to follow their passions within one particular industry, which happens to be, of course, the pet industry. And I think that we are continuing to do that on a podcast by podcast basis and You know, the beauty behind that why is that we're finding that it actually is working, that people are reaching out to us and saying, Hey, I really learned something. I didn't know I can do that. That person really inspired me. I didn't know that career path was actually a real option. So for me, the whys are if it's actually impacting people and the words that we're saying and the things that we're doing and the guests that we have on are actually having an impact on making people's lives different, then we're satisfying the why, which is helping people to follow their passion to find their own greatness, to realize that the pet industry, if that's where they want to be, that there's a place for you. And that's really what it comes down to for the last 20 years or 25 years that I've been in the industry. I have not yet had a single day where I haven't felt, you know, really inspired by the industry or excited by, even on like the hardest, most frustrating You know, really tough days, whether it's personal days around like, like my dog died a couple weeks ago, that was a hard day in the pet industry. Or, you know, days that just like feel like it's not pill battle. Even those really dark days, I still feel inspired by the support and growth that this industry has to offer. On my best days, I just feel like I have to pinch myself because the people and the things and everything around it are just so, the opportunity is just so vast and I'm so grateful that this industry exists for people. All right, I'm saying the same thing over and over again, but the point is here, simple point, which is that (laughs) there's a lot of really great people in this pet industry and they're building amazing things and they're innovating and they're risk taking and they're opening up possibilities for so many people and so many pets and it's just such a great Place to be, and this show is a way to open the window and open the door to some of those things that you may not be aware of if you're exploring the pet industry or even if you're already in the pet industry. So, if you're sitting here right now thinking, Hey, I want to work with pets, or I already work with pets, but I want to do more, this is the show for you. We're here for you, I'm here for you. You can always reach out to me, I can introduce you to any of my guests or maybe even other people. Jamie at petliferadio.com. And uh, if you want a home in the pet industry, there's a chair for you, there's a couch for you, there's a bed for you, there's a key for you, like whatever you need, you'll come in and we'll make it work for you because our whys are aligned with what you need. I guarantee it. So, today, speaking of all of that, one of the other cool things about the pet industry is that you meet awesome people and you make really good friends and lifelong friends and people that you feel a kinship with or to, whatever the proper proper whatever the proper preposition is for that. And today's guest, um, for me is exactly that person. So my guest, when we come back from our break, I'm gonna introduce you to Mike Linville of Black Dog Marketing. Yes, Black Dog Marketing. And he's been around since 1998. I've known Mike for the last couple of years. I've known of him for longer, of course, but I've known him personally now for a couple of years. And when I was looking at potential guests for today's show. And thinking about that part of our part of our why or part of what we want to do is not only bring people into the pet industry, but people who are already here, give them tools to continue to grow and you know, part of that is about thinking about this as truly an industry that requires business solutions. And as I think about the business solutions that are required to move businesses forward, marketing is at the top of that list. So I invited Mike to come on today, talk to us about marketing. And it's funny because when he talks about marketing, as you will soon see, he gets really excited. And so he's a pretty chill dude. He's a really chill dude, but he gets really excited. If you want to check out who Mike is, you'll go to his website. You'll see his picture on PetLifeRadio.coms website but he's like this you know super tall guy big beard like he just he just he's such a chill fun like just a great guy but he just gets like really jazzed about marketing and that's why he's here today because if we're going to talk about marketing which by the way marketing is everything if you've ever seen spaceballs the movie Good Mel Brooks film. If you haven't seen it, I strongly recommend it. But there's a there's a line in that movie which is it's all about marketing. So um, and it's true because it is all about marketing. Passion, you know, domain expertise. You know, obviously, a lot of things go into running a good business, but marketing is a huge cornerstone. So when we get back from break, we're gonna talk to Mike Linville from Black Dog Marketing, all about marketing. And so this is great for you, for me, for everyone. We'll be right back. You know that feeling when you go to clean the litter box and it's a complete disaster? Yeah, we've got you covered. Introducing World's Best Cat Litter Zero Mess, the advanced litter that gives you two times better clumping and more odor control with less litter. Zero Mess combines the concentrated power of corn with super-absorbent plant fibers. Translation, scoop once and you're done. Find it at a pet store near you and save $2. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hey guys, welcome back. You're back on this wonderful radio show, which is called Pets Mean Business on Pet Life Radio Network. I'm Jamie Migdahl, your host or hostess. I think we're going to go host. And with me today, as I spoke of uh, him earlier before break, is my friend and colleague Mike Linville. He is a marketing expert, and he markets uh, his expertise is for small business owners, which is really a segment that probably needs most marketing help. Big businesses have a, you know have departments and budgets, but small businesses don't have those things. So thank gosh! thank, thank gosh! Um, that there's a guy like Mike and he does lots of cool things. He has personal coaching and training programs and he really makes the marketing work for the business owner um, and with the business owner and keeps people on track with efforts and solutions and, um, and is really clear about deliverables and expectations. So, He's a really cool guy, and, and he's you know a really hard worker. He's typically found, I think, probably mostly in front of his computer, but he also does a lot of other things, including hanging out with his newfie named Milo. But enough about Milo. Let's talk about Mike. Mike, welcome to Pat's Main
0: Business. Thank you very um, much for having me. You're welcome. That intro was, was, a, was amazing. I mean, flattery will get you everywhere. So, you know, whatever you need, you just <laughs> – <No>, I'm here. <laughs> Ah, stick.
1: Well, you know what? Let's do me a favor. Let's start out by just giving website and Twitter because some folks, what I've learned is that when they're listening to the show, like they'll have it on their laptop or they're like doing other work and they might want to go and check out websites so they get a sense of who you are while while we're talking. Sure. So website, please.
0: Website would be uh, just blackdogmarketing.com. All spelled out, all one word. Terrific. Twitter. Twitter would be uh, the handles at blkdogmktg. Okay. Although so, I have to be honest what? with you, I'm not I'm not huge on Twitter.
1: Okay, he's not huge on Twitter. He has to no. be honest. I, you know, you're just not huge on Twitter. That's okay.
0: But you Facebook, are. I, yeah, I think Facebook is pretty much where I mean, from a social standpoint, where we spend most of our time. Just because that's where, again, you know, we focus on small business, so that's where a lot of our uh, our clients and customers are hanging out.
1: Actually, I'm going to look at your Facebook page right now. And I, don't, I feel like I've looked at it a couple of times. I'm going to look at it right now because I think that that is – see, I'm going to do the same thing that listeners do. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you've got a cool little uh, – oh, we know a lot of my friends follow you. Oh, yeah, this it's is –
0: probably healthy. horrific because we haven't looked at it in a while, but, you know, what? I mean, what's that saying? Something about a cobbler's son or cobbler's something, no shoes, I don't know.
1: Yeah, dentist, kids, cavities, that sort of thing. <laughs> but, I'll, but I'll tell you what, you're being really hard on yourself because, by the way, you have a quote on here from July 3rd from Simon Sinek, who is the Why guy.
0: Yeah, love Sonic.
1: Yeah, well that's the I wasn't going to go into that but since you have a quote on him on July 3rd on your Facebook page, you actually have quoted him right here. Now a lot of people have a problem with him cuz he's kind of mean to millennials. Do you know about that? Yeah. Yeah, which I work with millennials. In fact, most of my team are millennials. I don't even get what that means anymore, by the way. Mm -hmm. But I don't necessarily, I don't align with him at all. I think that he's way off base on some of that. But Mm -hmm. I think that other than that, I really think he's amazing. Here's the quote that you had. Can I read it? This quote that you had. Okay, you said, "If you have the opportunity to do amazing things in your life, I strongly encourage you to invite someone to join you." That is awesome. So that's yeah. who you are. Like that is really here. Here's another quote you have on here: "Always do your best. What you plant now, you will harvest later." That's another quote by what's this person's name? Og Mandino.
0: Yeah, Og Mandino.
1: Og Mandino, who's that?
0: Love it. he uh, Og- was a, It was an old sales trainer guy from way back. Og Mandino. Yeah, the lots of yeah, just old school kind of like business guy.
1: Yeah, that's a really, uh, really powerful and like one of those like yeah, of course. Quotes. Here's another one: Rest and be thankful. And that was for the weekend. Wow. You wait. Listen. I'm. You're not allowed to say that you're. Oh, it was whose fireworks? are that's that your neighborhood or my neighborhood? Not mine. Oh that, sure. <laughs> oh, that, oh, oh that was for sure Chicago. Oh that Oh that was for sure. listen, I'm going are say, you we sure were, those were fireworks? <laughs> it was for sure fireworks yeah, exactly. Good point. So we're actually we're recording this on Wednesday, July 5th and I live in Chicago in a neighborhood called or I don't live. My office. Well, I live in, and I actually live down the street from my office. But um in a place called Humboldt Park, Wicker uh, Park, Bucktown, which is a pretty edgy part of town, you know, super trendy, cool, love it, great everything, businesses, people, like, oh, look it, there it is. So, listen, Mark, our producer who's listening in, he's like, "What's going on over there?" There's nothing I can do. It's a day after the Fourth of July in a neighborhood that really likes their
0: fireworks. Yeah, so, like, it's, a fourth, it's a Fourth of July authenticity. Leave it in there. <laughs> it really is so. Fun.
1: So, so, so my point is here before the uh, fireworks and listen, last night they went to like four in the morning, let me tell you. So your Facebook is really good. I mean, you're, first of all, you're a marketer. So even if you're calling my whole like cobbles, you know, kids cobble, whatever dentist cavities thing, I don't, Mm -hmm. I disagree because I look at your Facebook page and I see nothing but, you know, really, really clear, clean messaging that you, you know, that you know how to deliver a message consistently because I'm looking through your Facebook page and it's super consistent. It's really awesome. So, i on you for not <clears throat> thinking. Okay, so, all right. So, let's talk about you. So, mm-hmm. what's your story? I mean, I know your story, but why don't we talk about your story? So, you've been doing this. How did you get into marketing? Like, well, first of all, <laughs> you, have, you have some fundamental beliefs, I know. And I feel like those beliefs people should know because these are your three whys. So, you, you do you want to tell what they are? Your three, like, the, the three fundamental things that drive what you guys at Black Marketing do?
0: Well, I... Uh... I, I, I guess, I don't know. I mean, are there, is there, are they listed on the website? I don't know. I, if have,
1: I have, you wrote them. You actually wrote them. I'm going to read them since you don't have them okay. in front of you. And once I read them. You're going to be like, oh yeah, of course. Duh. Oh so God. number one, our clients are the reason that we get to do what we do every day. Mm-hmm. Number two, which I love this number two so much. It's all about the data. And number three also love, and I love all of these by the way, because if this, like this is just brilliant. Number three is responsible design is the only design. From a marketing perspective, Mm-hmm this is really what it's all about. And somehow, you know, so you did, by the way, these are your words. And that's why I think why people are driven to you. And that's why I think you've had the success that you've had. So let's talk about that. Like, how did you, how have you been scaling your business? How did you start up? Let's start at the beginning. How did you start out by working in the marketing world? Mm-hmm. And this is all pre-digital. So 1998,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. No problem. So in 1998... I had actually gotten out of the service and I was, you know, going back to school. I was going to school for to get my degree in engineering and uh I had a buddy of mine that was helping me out. So by helping me out, I I say he would pay me like $8 an hour cash to dig ditches for his construction company. And I was super appreciative for it. So I was like, okay, cool. And he came to me one day and he said, you know, I have this idea. What do you think? This is, you know, 98. This is back Yahoo and, you know, when we used to get all those AOL CDs and stuff like that. So the Internet, people just didn't really know where this thing was going. He said, what about if we do this? So we put together a construction directory that had about 2 million, we didn't know what we were doing, by the way, but we put together a directory that had about 2 million records, 2 million construction contractors listed nationally. And that was kind of like how we got started from being a college student into the world of online. And what happened was I ended up graduating from, uh, from Davis, which is where I went to school, got my degree, everything was fine. And uh, I just what I realized was that I liked doing the web work more. I was doing the web work to help pay the bills and stuff like that as I was going through school. And I enjoyed that because I got to meet new people. I got to learn about different business models and figure out what people were doing and how they needed help. It was something different every day. At the same time, I also had an internship with the Sacramento County Water Agency, and I was doing things like getting coffee and power calculations. And, uh, you know, and Jamie, you know me. I'm not a khakis kind of guy. By any stretch of the mean, so it just didn't resonate with me, you know. So when I got my degree, I I said thank you. I you know I didn't even I didn't even go walk with my company. I was busy working, but or walk with the class. But you know I got the degree and I put it in a folder somewhere, and I just kept on doing the web stuff. So you know we started our first web business back in 1998, and then after probably close to a decade of doing just website design, website redesigns. This was back before WordPress. So we were doing all custom programming, custom content management system. We were a really kind of a unique web shop. We were a data heavy back in database people. I think that's where my love for data came from. But what we realized was that people were coming to us and they were saying, look, I want to redesign my website. I want to do this. I want to do that. And we're like, okay, but why? Like they would redesign their website, assuming that that was going to give them somehow new business. And I was like, well, you know, I mean, yeah, you might get a little bit of an SEO bump if this new website is better than the last one, which it should be. But realistically, when you're redesigning a website, all you're doing is making the same site pretty for the people that already know you. So if you want to generate new business, we've got to do something different. The website redesign is not the solution. So that was when I started really diving deep into my own education and i don't have degrees in digital programming but i've done basically every program that was put together from 2009 to probably 2014 everything I mean, everything for, I mean, $1,000 programs, $10,000 programs, 25, I was just investing because I knew that's what I needed in order to be a full service agency for my clients because I can build websites. We've been doing it for 20 years. And quite honestly, you know, at this point, it's, it's a little bit boring right. where it really gets interesting is when we can talk to a business as a human and say, okay, what do you need out of this business? What do you need to get out of this? And then we figure out a way we come up with a plan and say, okay, this is going to be it. So let, this me, is how let me we're gonna get there. Let me go back for a second because you said something
1: that really resonated with me and it probably resonates with a lot of people, especially people on the brink of entrepreneurship or people who are looking to continue to grow in their current position. You said this and you said it really, like really meaningfully, which is I don't have a degree in that stuff, but now I don't know. I <laughs> don't I mean, I think unless you're like a doctor or a lawyer or a CPA, where mm-hmm. like there's such technical things and there's licensing and there's things like I have found that the best entrepreneurs that I know, mm-hmm. truly, and I, I this is by no means to be disrespectful to the folks that don't fall into this category, but the best entrepreneurs I know don't have MBAs from Harvard and don't necessarily have a degree in their current, in their current line of study or the current line of business. I mean, Mm -hmm. think about like, you know, obviously I'm in the pet industry. There is no masters of pets, right? There is no, there's no (laughs) bachelors of dog training or what have you, or owning a daycare or starting a dog walking company. Like I do think that it is on the entrepreneur like you did yourself to figure these things out, where are your gaps in knowledge and to fill them on your own. And it doesn't need to be through some fancy, Degree to program, so I think that I mean. What do you think about that?
0: Do you- yeah, no, I I agree one I agree one hundred percent. I mean, I think it's like anything else. You kind of have to take a look at these things because I've had the opportunity. I've actually looked at going back and getting my MBA twice now, and you know when I go back and I take a look at it, I do just like I make any other decision in my business. I say, okay, give me a pros and cons list. Like I, even though I'm a digital marketer, I still will print stuff up. I still have four notepads on my desk. Yep. <laughs> you yep. know, I'm yep. still an old school paper guy because yep. I like to see it. I like to stick stuff up on my whiteboard. And yep. I'll sit there and do a pro cons. And you know, at the time, I was like, no, I can do it, but it doesn't make sense. It's not going to help take my customers to the next level because that's really what it's about. right? I think that as a service business, we have a responsibility to provide, You know, it sounds weird, but a service and to do it with a smile and to do it professionally and and know that you're bringing best quality solutions to the marketplace. So, you know, some people like degrees, some people really, they enjoy that kind of stuff that makes them feel comfortable. And that's fine. I just tell them, Hey, look, I'm probably not your guy. There's other people that like suit guys. I'm not a suit guy either.
1: Right. No, you're not a suit guy. (laughs) You are
0: so I have one. one. Do you really? Yeah. Well, it's my, it's my funeral suit. Oh, Right. Funeral so, wedding and possibly yeah, My funeral, wedding, and you know, fifty year anniversary suit. So
1: <laughs> right. Again, every man needs to have a good a good suit. <laughs> um so can you believe can you hear these fireworks? I'm sure their producer is going crazy awesome. with this it is pretty amazing. So the black dog piece. Um, let's talk about the origin story of, so I get the story of how we are here today, but did you, Mm -hmm. I know you because of the pet industry, right? So can you clarify for me, give me the ratio of businesses in your, on your client roster that are pet versus non-pet?
0: I would think probably from a, like from just a a sheer number of clients, whatever that is, mean, median, you know, just kind of the number, probably 85 to 90% of my clients are in the pet space. From a revenue standpoint, I would say probably 5% of my clients are in a pet space.
1: Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, it gets back, crazy. Enough. Back it up, back it up, my friend, back it up. Yep. So I want to make sure, so you're saying that we'll go 80%, 80% of your clients have a pet business. Yes. Yet yet only 5% of the
0: revenue comes from them? Maybe, maybe 10. Maybe this is at least the way that it's kind of worked for us. Okay, let's um, see is I come from, my father was a heating and air guy. You know, he crawled around in attics until he was 50 plus. So I have a warm spot in my heart for small business owners. But as a service provider, small business owners can be some of the most frustrating people to work with. (laughs) I hope I'm not alienating your audience here. But, you know, it's a lot more challenging to sell somebody who's, you know, running a pet sitting business to sell them $200 worth of marketing as it is to sell a Fortune 1000 company $200,000 worth of marketing. Yeah, because they get it, right? The value, they get the value, they can track it through. And quite honestly, because they have the money. I mean, you know, we talk to a lot of folks in the pet space. And you know, we sell, we've sold packages everywhere from $9 little ebooks all the way up to $997 programs. And you know, it just there's a depending upon where you go in the pet space, there's just a lot of folks that are really they just don't have a lot of money for marketing.
1: I think you're absolutely right about that. I think you know, it's not the term kind of the money for marketing. I don't think it's about money. I think it's about understanding of how their money is being utilized and what the ROIs are. I think it's a different I think it's different. Um yeah. and, and, and I think in some cases it's absolutely true because a lot of pet businesses are small operations where the margins aren't super favorable. And so that does make it so they don't have those six, ten six or seven figure budgets. But I do think probably a hurdle for you would be explaining the ROI on even a $200 a month spend. And that it's Mm -hmm. not, you know, I mean, I would imagine. And so do you have a talk track for that? Or do you think you have to make it different make that talk track different for every business?
0: Well, you know, I mean, in terms of doing that, where we're serving the small, where we're serving the smaller business community, we're actually changing the way that we do that right now. So instead of, you know, if somebody were to come in and they were going to do a website. Then we're going to be like, okay, well, do you need hosting? Yep, I need hosting. Awesome. Do you need search engine optimization? Do you know what your keywords are? So by the time all these things are said and done, you know, you can easily pick up a, a ten, twelve, fifteen, twenty thousand dollar bill, right? You know, for a moderate site. But I mean, these are all things that we need to know. So what we're going to be doing though is most people don't have that kind of money laying around. We were at the Pet Sitters International at their national conference last year, and one of the slides in the in the opening keynote mentioned the average marketing budget for the people that took their survey, which I think that they had a pretty good turnout, was just over $1,000. Annually? So annually, $1,000 is what they're spending on marketing. I'm like, I spent that yesterday (laughs) you know right so it's like uh and and that's not that's that's an over exaggeration but but it's it's just you know that's kind of where we come from so to be able to be a service provider in the pet space and be able to serve small businesses you know we understand going into this that there's going to be a couple of years where we're have we have to do a lot of education right we've got to be able to do a lot of education we've got to be able to change our programs so that they meet people where they're at right? It's not that they don't need the $20,000 program. It's not that they couldn't totally use and quadruple their business with this. It's just that there's so many different hurdles that are in the way. But if we can turn that around and say, hey, you know, what about if we did it for 95 bucks a month? Is that uh, so more reasonable?
1: So you'll do that. That's, I mean, so you will really individualize. I mean, so you're really truly doing this from passion when you're talking about the pet spacing. as it doesn't have a huge ROI for you, you're still willing to, and you do look at different different ways to get inside of it mm-hmm. with your customer to figure out, you know, even if it's not going to benefit you financially in a
0: massive way,
1: you're still, it's almost a way of giving back.
0: Oh, absolutely. And that's exactly how I look at it as is, is part of it is just, we need to come to the table. Like the industry needs people like yourself that are, you know, that are there and that are knowledgeable and that are willing to come even when it doesn't necessarily impact their bottom line, now my thought process is, look, I want to be that guy. Like I, you know, I don't like sitting in on webinars or going to conferences and listening to people talk and going, that's not right, right? That's not right. And they just told this room of fifty people or two hundred yep. people,
1: yep, 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 the yep.
0: exact wrong thing. Like I was at one not too long ago, where there was a, you know, I'm doing my little finger air quotes thing. You can't see it because it's a podcast, but there was a I marketing can feel it though. I can Can feel feel, it. I I can't. I feel it. Sarcasm font and everything. Totally. But they were talking about things like like virtual reality, and I'm like, okay, that's awesome. But there's not one person in this entire conference (laughs) that would be able to take advantage of VR technology, right? Yeah. Right. Not right Uh, now.
1: Well, I think part of the issue here, and this goes into a whole nother, this can bring us to a, a whole nother stratosphere of discussion, is that the pet industry is still new and nuanced and fragmented. And what we're seeing in the pet space, and I say it's again, all due respect that there are a lot of people who have kind of anointed themselves experts without actually necessarily having the credentials. And I'm not talking about the academic credentials. I'm talking about the fact that they've, you know, done what they're teaching other people to do in a meaningful, <laughs> scalable, multiple times way. And I do think <laughs> that pedantry is like, are you laughing at the fireworks? No, no, you're, the no, no, no,
0: no. You're, ab- you're absolutely right. Because that's like one of the things that I... Typically, will tell people is they say, you know, what are some of the biggest things? I'm like, you, you gotta be able to take a step back and really just give somebody a sniff test, right? Oh just yeah. Just think like, okay, why are you coming at me so hard, or or why are you pushing so hard, or you know, if you're trying to sell me a product, have you actually made money selling anything other than that product, or is this kind of your thing? Like, you know, we've got to be able to do that. But the problem is, is I think that a lot of people aren't comfortable with marketing. So they don't trust their intuition. That's right. And and realistically, they should. I mean, if, you know, if like my dog doesn't know anything about marketing, but he'll tell you who I'm not going to do business with in a second. Like if my dog doesn't like you, sorry.
1: Milo. I love that you put it all on Milo. All right, we're going to be back.
0: He's actually sitting at my feet, by the way, snoring gently. Because he
1: knows that you're doing an awesome podcast. That's why. (laughs) He's he's feeling the energy. All right, listen, we're going to take this. We're going to put this on hold. We're going to listen to some sponsor stuff. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about more stuff like this and and see where the conversation takes us. I may completely abandon the pre-populated list of questions that I would typically go into the second part of the show with because I just, I love talking to you i just i love this conversation i love how aligned we are in our thinking and you know i feel like you really you challenge my thinking and i think and i would assume that you're challenging listener thinking um and you're just exactly what i thought you're the right guy to be um on the show today talking about this and in within you know the the importance of marketing within the pet space so so there's more fireworks. See, it's like, that's like the celebratory oh. fireworks. It's like I said something and the, the like the neighborhood was like, yeah, fireworks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, they
0: agree. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, celebrate. All right. So we'll be right back. And I'm pretty sure when we come back, there will be no, uh, there'll be no, um what's the word when there's not, when we're not missing any fireworks, there won't be any scarcity of fireworks. There will be more fireworks to come is my point. Abundance. There will be an abundance of fireworks and not just because we're talking about awesome things but because i live in chicago the day after fourth of july so okay on that note we'll be right back
2: they wake me up every morning their tails are always wagging they're just running constantly and chasing you know shadows and sticks their coats are much better they're very happy dogs if you want the dog to be healthy you gotta feed it something healthy d-i-n-o-v-i-t-e dot com i have three dogs golden retrievers and I make their own food, ground beef, white rice, um, eggs, including the shells, and the Dynavite supplement, and then the lico chop. It takes a few minutes every week. Before the Dynavite, they were overweight. They slept all the time. So now they jump all over me when I'm putting it in their bowls. They're crazy about this food. And their vet said that it's so much healthier for them. Go check out rescue dogs. They're just waiting to be loved. Get them started on this Dinovite diet, the health food for animals, and you'll see amazing results. Eight five nine four two eight one thousand. Eight five nine four two eight one thousand. Dinovite dot oh. com. Let's talk
0: pets.
1: Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio.
0: Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio dot com. <laughs>
1: Hey guys, Jamie McDoll with my friend and guest and colleague Mike, Mike. it's easy for me to say, Mike Linville from Black Dog Marketing. We're talking about marketing in the pet space and how pet business owners should be thinking about marketing. Speaking of that, I do want to mention, I know you just heard from sponsors, but I'm going to go ahead and give you one more sponsor mention for the show, which is my friends at, at PetSmart. We actually at Fetch Find, which is my company that I have a, it's my day job. Pet Life Radio is my my give back. I don't get paid for this; I just do it because I love it. I love the station. I love the people associated with it, and I feel like, like I can help anybody through this, you know, hour a week of recording these shows, and I'm happy to do it. But the station needs to get paid, right? So I help find sponsors, and one of the sponsors that I brought on was a company, which again I'm sure you've heard of before, which is called PetSmart, and. <laughs> Uh, you know, that little like $8 billion pet company thing. <laughs> so PetSmart is a company that I've been, you know, listen, they're around. I'm the pet industry. I know them really well. Over the last couple of years, I've got to know them better. And they do a lot of really great things in digital media. They own a company called BlogPaws, Pet360, AllPaws, which is a animal rescue site. They also have, you know, a lot of people who work for them. A lot of people I know, a lot of people who who started their career at PetSmart who are now, you know, doing all kinds of different amazing things. And also the people who, you know, people who I know that work at PetSmart currently, whether it's like in their home office or their New York office or on the store level. So we've gotten to know them and I've gotten to know them really well over the last couple of years to the point where I feel really strongly that PetSmart's a great place For folks looking to establish a career working with pets, they've got a couple of amazing programs on the store level for education. I really love their grooming program. It's a place where you can actually get trained through a very elaborate and very sound academic program to learn how to be a groomer. And then work there in their stores and kind of see where the career leads you. So we've really gotten to know that part of the the program, we've really gotten to know the people associated with PetSmart. And so I said, listen, do you guys, I really love what you do. Do you hear this? I really love what you guys do. Would you guys want to be a sponsor of the radio show? Because I think a lot of people who listen to the radio show are looking for maybe something to do with pets on a more traditional level. And so I feel like PetSmart is, kind of fits that. So they are my sponsors for the show. Really proud to have them, really part for the association too, especially their grooming academy. So if you want any more information about that, you can ask me personally, I can hook you up with them directly jamie at petliferadio.com you can also of course go to their website which i believe is you can just type in jobs pet smart grooming jobs and and you can find your way through there but you know really you can come to fetch find as well um, and we can help you as well but if you're looking for creating a path and a career for yourself pet smart is a great place to start grooming specifically is a really smart place to uh to explore. Okay, so that's my that's my sponsor mention. Now we're going to talk back about Mike. Mike, wouldn't
0: you like PetSmart to be a client? Yeah, PetSmart that's, would be a good client.
1: Yeah, I think they would be. I think they would be. And listen, Well, you know what's, what's really
0: interesting, though, is like all I really, to be honest with you, all I really want is one, like, I hate to say it like this because it's so crass, but like one cash cow kind of client that's the big <laughs> corporate whatever. Because, you know, that comes with its own set of, things that drive me nuts right it's the meeting upon meeting upon meeting and the inability to make decisions until things have been okay 19 and i'm just like i like to go i want to get things done so i like to have just one to kind of keep everything nice and steady and then i'd really rather focus on either projects that are interesting or you know ultimately our own internal projects that are going to go to generating recurring revenue
1: so in other words, thinking of a company like PetSmart or, uh, you know, a company in the billions of dollars in revenue category, mm-hmm. you see those as being, as far as marketing, you see those businesses as being kind of more, more to wade through versus a startup where they're just more agile and they can make decisions quicker. And is that what you're talking exactly. about? Exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly.
0: I mean, yep. um, yeah, because I, I mean, because I'm a big fan of results, you know, and results are a matter of doing things. Like, yeah. You know, you don't get results by sitting in meetings and that's the core, and I, and I know that it's necessary I know that that corporate culture is you know it's there and it's fine it's just not my preferred cup of tea so you know we keep one or we usually keep one or two of those types of clients around I mean that's kind of but we've got a special program for people that want that level of service so you know we we, we like to keep those folks around but I really you know I mean the, the passion I think ultimately resides in you know how can we elevate the industry as a whole not just one or two people that are making a crap ton of money, how can we make them more money?
1: Right. And I do think, too, there is a, I know this is obviously we're going to just, we're not talking about PetSmart specifically, but around that, Mm -hmm. I do think that some of those companies that are larger, whether it's PetSmart or any other big box or any other like national chain of pet care companies, Mm -hmm. I do think that they are more willing right now to look at some of those kind of more agile marketing initiatives because of social. Mm -hmm. Social has, I think, well, listen, I think this, you tell me if social has,
0: has made it a
1: more level playing field. Do you agree? with
0: that um i guess it all depends on what uh, a level playing field for engagement and traffic yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah
1: yeah 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 engage yeah that's what i'm talking about that's exactly i was just talking about engagement and traffic only i mean obviously budget well, honestly though i don't even that. i
0: don't even think that it's leveled the playing field i think that it's switched because there are a lot of things that smaller organizations can do that big companies just can't you know right. i mean a small organization has a personality they've got a purpose they've got a they've got a mission they've got a why Larger organizations, you're going to have a cog within that that's going to be responsible for doing that. And then they're going to pass that down to their VA or their social media assistant or some other. So the person that's actually doing the work for somebody like a, you know, a big box, a PetSmart, a, a whatever, you know, may not necessarily have the same passion and enthusiasm as somebody that's doing it for, you know, my local El Dorado Hills, you know, local pet food store or whatever the case. They've got it. It's just a, it's different. It's unique.
1: Yeah, I think it is. I can't tell. You know, from organization to organization, what the levels of passion are. But I think when it comes to marketing, your point being that the authenticity is what mm-hmm. ends up, and that's what I'm hearing you talk about is this kind of authenticity, and probably why you like working with pet businesses so much is that the one thing pet businesses don't lack is authenticity, <laughs> right? right? I and mean, attitude. they just yeah, and right. I mean, they just they <laughs> the attitude, attitude. Oh, I love. I mean, right. I mean, it's just it is such a it's such a you know what. Because when you've got such deep fragmentation and such early growth in an industry Mm -hmm. that is now approaching $70 billion in consumer spend, it's inevitable, right? Because this just happened over the last 20 years. Like, we can't keep up. I mean, no one can keep up with it. Everyone's looking around and going, what's next? What are we doing? What's happening? I mean, I think everybody's in that boat. So you do get Mm -hmm. like a a wide variety of. um, For sure of characters, if you will, and personalities. All right. So tell me, do you love that we have, are you enjoying these fireworks? Do you feel like you just, does this make you want to move to Chicago?
0: I do, actually. I can't wait to come back out there. I can't wait to come out to Chicago. It's right, been a well, long time since I've been there. But wow. um, yeah, no, I love it. I think it just, it's there for impact. So it'll be interesting to go back and, and listen to the <laughs> podcast and see when where I- they're at, because that's just, you know, I mean, that's where they needed to be.
1: That's exactly right. It's called the universe taking care of our podcast. All right. So let's just talk practically now because I do like to give some practical things for folks since they've spent, you know, some ungodly amount of time listening to us go on and on. (laughs) What can we say? Like, so if I'm a pet business owner, I'm a Let's just talk. Let's just pick one kind of demographic category. So I'm a pet business owner. I'm, you know, about $100,000 a year in revenue. Maybe I've got a couple of employees. Tell me what are three things I can do today or up to three things. Maybe it's just one big thing. Three things I can do today to change my marketing
0: footprint. Okay, so I'm assuming that somebody would probably want to start looking at digital which is what yes, talking to somebody, yes. somebody yes. like yes. us. So the first thing, the first thing that I would do is I'd say we've got to be able to take a look at your at, at the website. You know, there's a lot of people that are making that are doing websites based on technology that's four, five, six, seven years old. We've got to make sure that everything is nice and it's current and it's mobile because we've got to be able to think about how people are consuming the content and it is definitely going away from desktop toward mobile devices. So we want to make sure that you get that. That's crucial. You've got to be able to show up. To the game. The second okay. thing I would say is we've got to be able to have at least one lead generator. On the website, whether that's some sort of a free download, it could be a coupon, it could be a special report, it could be just some sort of a way for uh, the business owner to be able to collect a lead. Because what happens right now is for everybody that goes to your website on any given day, roughly 2% of those people are really in a position to make some sort of a buying decision. The other 98% are just going to go away and you're never going to hear from them again. So what we want to be able to do is light some fireworks and then we want to be able to collect their name and their email address because if we can collect their name or their email address so let's say for example i run a head sitting business okay, okay. and if one of the things that I'm really looking to do is I'm looking to bring on new customers. What I got to do is I got to figure out well, what does that customer look like? You know, maybe that customer is somebody that really enjoys spending time with their dogs. They really care about the well being of their animals. They go spend a bunch of time with them. So if that's my perfect customer, then I could do something like, Hey, here's 15 dog friendly things that you can do this weekend in your hometown. Or something simple like that, right? It's just something that we we know a little bit about the people that download this. But once I get a name and I get an email address, once that person goes away, I can still continue to have a conversation. I can still continue to give them value, right? I can still continue to let them know, well, why would they need a pet sitter? You know, if they're on a pet sitter's website, they probably need they one for some reason or right, They know that they right. need one. They just maybe they don't know what to look for. So maybe we could send them a blog post or something about, hey, here's 10 questions to ask your next pet sitter. Because realistically, pet sitting is crazy, right? For pet sitters, you give people a key to give them yep. access to your most expensive yep. property and to yep. take care of your most beloved properties, your pets, your people. So I'm like, man, that's that's huge. And people just do it willy-nilly, like, yeah, okay, you're the one that answered the ad. I'm like, no, you should probably check. Like, make sure background checks are done. Make sure security checks are done. Make sure somebody's not rifling through your meds and, and your, you know, make, make sure whatever. Wait,
1: make sure that the staff is using Fetch My Monthly Pro for education.
0: Make sure the staff is, is absolutely is by monthly And if not, I have to. Bad too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For sure. Bad so too. that would that would be it. So number 1, make sure that your website is there. Step number 2 is make sure that you have some sort of a lead generator. And then step number 3 is create some sort of a report on a, that you can look at on at a minimum a monthly basis because everything that we're going to be doing in marketing is going to take resources, right? It's either going to take time, it's going to take money, it's going to take energy, it's going to take whatever. All of it. All of it. All of it. So what we want to be able to do is we want to be able to say, "Okay, what am I getting out of that?" Right? Because not everything is going to be a is an easy ROI calculation, meaning I spent $2 here and then those people came and bought $14. And the new social world that we're in, there's a lot of really sophisticated companies that don't even try to track ROI anymore because you can't. Right, because you don't know if it was the fourth blog post, mm-hmm. if, if you've got, mm-hmm. you got retargeting campaigns, you don't know mm-hmm. what it is that made people move. That's right. You know how you can you can tell how they got onto your list initially, and you can tell how they've been engaging since then. But ROI is really kind of a hard calculation. But we want to know something about those activities because it's you know I guess. I'm not a religious guy, but like the Bible, right? People say the Bible's there, it's stories. It's either there to teach you something or it's there to warn you about something. So it's the same thing about marketing. Like every time you do marketing, even if it's a completely failed email marketing campaign, you can learn something from that. Did you just
1: equate marketing to the Bible? I think I, you did, and I love it. I think, where it.
0: were the fireworks on that one?
1: I don't know, but that was amazing. That was, I mean, I think we should just hang up now and be done, because that's a drop the mic, because I don't think I've ever heard anyone do that. Speaking of drop the mic, I am going to drop you, actually, because our time is up. You are the mic, and uh, and this has been truly, Mike, I just I loved our time together. I loved everything we talked about. I loved the uh, just the energy that you have. I loved the fireworks that we got to experience together. And I love the messages that you delivered. So if people want to find you, blackdogmarketing.com, correct? That's That'll be the easiest thing. I, website's I,
0: easy, yeah, the website's the easiest place. That's got all of our contact info, phone numbers, all that good stuff.
1: All right, and then your Facebook page, I think, kicks ass. So if you want to check out the Facebook page, you should, because it's. I really like it. I'm going to actually just make it one of the Facebook pages that I follow first that comes up in my feed, so I didn't realize how great it was. And that's it. So please, Mike. Uh, you and I will be in touch because I feel like we have uh, we for sure have some things to talk about and I just I'm grateful that you got to spend the time that we that you took the time that we got to spend the time together today.
0: Yeah, so no, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: My pleasure. All right, everybody. This is Jamie Migdahl. You've just enjoyed a wonderful episode with Mike Linville from Black Dog Marketing talking about, well, talking about marketing in the pet industry, which is what this show is all about. The pet industry supporting you, helping you, helping you find your passion. If you don't do it today, then you probably then you should do it tomorrow. And if you don't, do it tomorrow than think about doing it today. That's it. I'm Jamie McDom, your host. We'll see you next time.
0: Let's talk pets every
1: week on demand. Only on petliferadio.com.